<clears throat> yes, not not a ton of notes for Call of the Wild. Or oh, I'm never going to get that right. <laughs> well, the jump, I know, I did the same something. Heroes of the Storm. Heart of the Swarm, I thought. Call of the Primitives. Same symbolic thing. Call of Cthulhu? <laughs> no, it needs to be of the. The the is also important. Call of Cthulhu? Call of the <laughs> Call of the Cthulhu. Page. Gotta use the definite article there. Couldn't can't just be Call of a Cthulhu. Yeah. Alright. Shall I shut her up then? I am prepared. Okay. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Yay! And today, today we are following the law. The law of the jungle. <laughs> what happens if we break the law of the jungle? Uh, well, we, we find out in later in this slide. episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the 23rd episode of Beast Wars, uh, first aired February 17th, 1997, uh, written by Mark Liren Young, directed by John Poser, and we open up with a bunch of new animal models. Yeah, well... Yeah! Okay, one new animal model. Like, a new dragonfly? A, oh man, are we getting Jetstorm? A snake? I, th- no. I think that's a, a teensified version of the snake from uh, Dark Voyage. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they changed the head and I'm sure bit. Yeah. The frog is a frog again. I'm sure the frog oh, is the same frog it always is. Yes. In fact, we'll see that same frog in another episode. Yeah, well... It, it won't be the same frog, it won't be the same color, and yeah. it won't have freaky-looking, weird, same color as its skin eyes. <laughs> the froggy yes. gets retextured badly sometimes. And then we definitely see it in Season 2. That that frog gets around, and yet nary a spit ore to be found. Yeah, or slapper. It's a cruel tease. It is a cruel, cruel tease on their part. Once and again, it's a really nice panning shot of how the episode opens. They really like yeah. Because yes. you could do it really easy with CG. And yeah. So, Are they implying that Dinobot is at the top of the food chain with the way they pan through all of them and end on him complaining? Kind of, I think so. I, I was just thinking about the bird that grabbed the snake, that swallowed the frog, that swallowed the fro- fly. We don't know why. Oh, wait, we do. It's hungry. <laughs> For a sec, I thought maybe that was going to be Air Razor. Yeah, maybe. No. No. It, I mean, it I mean, might have been. She doesn't really show up in this episode. No, maybe that was sad, her. sad, well, considering. Yeah, she seems like she should have been the one they call in later. Yeah. To hug, yeah. to give him a hug. Yeah, he he needed a hug. He needs a hug. In fact, the moral of this episode is pretty much Tigatron needs a hug. So sad. So much sad kitty this episode. <laughs> Although if they had brought in areas, it would raise the question of uh, what, whether or not we're using the traditional definition of hug or the Allspark definition. <laughs> well, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll have to see about writing. We're going to have some questions about that later in the episode. Yeah. A lot of hugging going on. Yeah. So, yeah. All sorts of all sorts of animals are eating other animals. There's a lot of animal death in this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's this the is a particularly show. lethal episode of a kids show. Yes, they're not showing blood, so it's not that bad. No, and also they're not saying die. 
Yes. So it's okay. Apparently an important distinction. Very important of the time. Although I'm not sure how bound uh, Beast Wars was by that, because it's uh, it's syndicated. Yeah, I mean, I I know they had some kind of, you know, in-house BS&P guy. Uh, I I know this because, and I think I mentioned this before, but this may be, you know, this this may be one of those things that was a good story, or it may be true. But apparently, uh, towards the end of season two, there's a point where they're getting away with an awful lot, and apparently that was their their broadcast standards and practice guys, their their in-house censor guys last week on the job. Aha! Uh, well, that's like. Sure, go for it. Yeah. Maybe he was on vacation this week. They do have... They probably have to meet a wider standard, because if they're syndicated, they have to meet more networks' standards at the same time. That's true. Mm. Have to meet Canadian standards. Yeah. That's right. you got to change the time to beasties. Beasties! And you got to be polite, and you got to like poutine. Yes. Yes. Although, who doesn't like poutine? That's true. I don't. Lunatics. Like, and what? David. It's like disco fries. I don't really like it. You, you disco fries. Bastardized American version of uh, of our cuisine. It's a cheese. Cheese doesn't go with potatoes for me. It's weird. How would, how would you like <laughs> it if we, I don't know, started putting pineapple on pizza or something? I love pineapple on pizza. Also Canadian invention. Bacon Wait. and pineapple on pizza goes very well together. Wait, how, how is Hawaiian pizza Canadian invention? What the hell? Traditionally, it uses Canadian bacon, which is, like, not real bacon, but it's almost uh, like a prosciutto-y ham, very salty, suppose, very but where are the Canadians going to get pineapples? Where are Americans going to get pineapples? Hawaii! <laughs> it's true, we have... Donald Trump. Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the episode... Anyway, there are actual characters in this episode as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this case, it's, uh, Be- it's uh, Cheetor and Dinobot, and they are looking for more alien sites, because that finale is coming right up. Yes, it's as soon as you hear the word aliens, it's time for some meta plot. And of course, Dinobots grumbling. Oh yeah, you would rather be fighting, which is which is good because uh, just so happens there are Predacons around, and hey, it's Inferno. Yes, I I feel like especially this scene, you know, we've mentioned before how of course Inferno pretty much got an introductory episode more or less, uh, even if it was really more about the spiders. Uh, he was in the background in a couple episodes, but this is really some heavy-duty Inferno. Yeah. I really feel like this is where he really shows up as a character for real and for serious here. Yes. Because, oh my goodness, is he the Inferno that we know and love. Oh yeah, it's a spotlight episode for him. Yeah, we get we get faces full of Inferno. There's a lot of close-ups in this episode. We get almost frighteningly close-up to his face. Yes, it fills the screen. And oh, yeah. really, in in this episode especially, he's very twitchy. Yeah, manic and, and oh yeah, heads jerking about. The animation is just very his his yeah his head's just jerking all over the place, and he's just very manic and twitchy. Yeah. And for for any other character, it'd look like a glitch. For Inferno, yeah, that's normal. There's just lots yeah. of him just screaming for no reason and. Being yelling at <laughs> yelling attack to nobody in particular. Yes. Yep. So so yes, Inferno shows up and he is the infernoist Inferno we have seen thus far. He is delightful. And, and he's even got a bunch of crazy cluster bombs that are kind of shaped like his butt. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, first I thought it was his butt. I was like, wait, did he take off his butt? What's going on here? But no, they just reused the shape. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of the same shape, but also they've got little tiny bombs that they spit out. They look terrifying. Yeah, yeah they, they, amazing. they look dangerous. Also, to jump back one quick second from when Shidor and Dinobot weren't ambushed yet, Shidor, Saranax thinks the alien sites might be dangerous? Might be? <laughs> yeah, you know. Was the one that blew up and kidnapped Optimus Primal your first clue? Or the one with the floating island full of booby traps and a giant death laser that crashed into the side of the planet? He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to jump to conclusions. I mean, I mean, apart from those two times. Well, the, the, the very first Stonehenge they saw didn't do anything bad. Of course, they never actually walked towards it. I thought that was the one they went back to with Optimus and that kidnapped Optimus. I, I thought we figured out it was a slightly different model. Like, mm-hmm. the stones were changed. True. Yeah, they, and, I mean, it's clearly not yeah. the Stonehenge. No. So yeah, because no, it's still there. Different continent. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, they they but and unfortunately they've also got a huge pile of these bombs just kind of tucked away in the mountain. Yeah, an amazingly big pile of these bombs and Terrasaur and Waspinator are also there, but not there because Inferno jumped before the signal and 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 Waspinator Waspinator waits for a signal which. Pterosaur still hasn't given to attack, but... <laughs> yeah, Pterosaur is kind of nominally in charge here. I, I love Waspinator waiting for the signal. He's so proper about it. It's so good. Oh, him being obstinate about that is the best. Yeah. It's yes. such a nice character moment for him actually being... Like, trying to, uh, trying to inflict this little measure of control on his out-of-control life. Yes. <laughs> And we have Dinobot transforms, so we have Rotate Blade versus Blender Butt. Uh-huh. We do, and I love him doing the eye beams, and like we get a shot from a perspective where he's kind of in profile, so you can see his head recoiling from firing the eye beam, and it's the best. <laughs> yes. And then Pterosaur finally gives the signal, Waspinator, engage enemy, and then he's happy. Like, yes. Following orders. So excited when he finally sees the the signal because Waspinator will engage enemy. He's so delightfully snippy about it. He like yeah. complains Attack, that the order imbecile. hasn't been given yet. <laughs> it's, it's very good, Waspinator. This episode. Yeah. yeah, he finally gets gets the signal out. Waspinator attacks. Cheetor calls in for backup, and some eventually arrives in the form of what appears to be Tigatron but is not actually Tigatron, it's just a tiger. Which is great, because she's, like, doing this great, like, cat leaping and trying to swipe at Waspinator. Yeah. It's, it's pretty adorable. So what's a code Which, R? I don't know. Excellent no. question. And that does An raise R. the question, where are they? <laughs> well, Place. Up, uh, maybe I mean, it's the summer lives In the Arctic? I maybe, but there are trees there. And we will find that they are within walking distance of a place where there are orange tigers. There's some mountains in the different... Uh, the Himalayas? No, maybe not the Himalayas. I Somewhere mean, the in... does seem to live just above the permafrost. Because, I mean, we do see Optimus at an identical station to the Tigatron one that we saw covered in snow. <laughs> He's and a, no yeah. reason to believe it's not the same one. Maybe it just thawed out and this is in the summer versus the winter. Well, the last one broke, so they would have had to at least rebuild the cable satellite dish the Tigatron has. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> I, I don't know. 
It might have been the same one, but yeah, it, it was in warmer climate now, anyway. Yeah. Or maybe they just rebuilt it below the, the frost line. Hey, I mean, I guess they must Who have knows? a couple of these things. Yeah. Of course, you knew that uh, before Tigatron showed up, you knew that he was going to show up because uh, Cheetor is using his uh, tail gun. Ha! So that he can reserve the gut gun for Tigatron. That's right. That's actually a weird choice. Hmm. Because you'd save Ram by having them both use the same kind of gun. Yeah. I guess yeah. it kind of makes them look less like the same guy. True. I guess they're they're willing to give that up to make that distinction, to let them be that little bit more distinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many bombs. More more close-ups even of Waspinator's cackling face. Yeah. Yes. And they, they think Inferno is so awesome that they gave his missiles dynamic lighting. <laughs> yes. And then his gun can also become a flamethrower, which I don't... Did we see that in the uh, his first episode? Uh, yes. Pretty sure. I, can, um, I mean, it, it looks neat. Yeah. Yeah. It is super cool because it is fire. Yes. <laughs> For the royalty. Not that he's been effective with it yet. It just... Oh, well. He tries. Insanity. I love Waspinator trying to lift a bomb out of the ordnance cache and just <laughs> failing. Ah, oh, because he's just a bug and he can't lift things. And then he calls Tigatron Tigerbot. Yes. Tigatron says, no, he calls Snowstalker Tigerbot. And Tigatron says, you're only half right. Oh. That it's part was Tiger, good. but not Bot. Okay, I guess I'm... Because he spotted Snowstalker and Tigertron was apparently just, like, two cliffs up. Yes. Just, yeah. like, on the next cliff above them. I'm going to fight these guys. Want to tag along? Yeah. So okay, Tigertron I... transforms. He blows Inferno away, but uh, unfortunately, he misses with his last shot, and it hits that weapons cache, and uh, his, his tiger friend is right beneath it. Yeah, he he accidentally kills his baby mama. That's sad. Oh, uh, you don't know that they had kids. <laughs> well, no, because the. How could they have kids? Snowstalker is the tiger he scanned. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they're they're presumably both... Alright, this raises some questions about what is going on with these two. (laughs) It really does. It really raises a lot of questions. To be fair, though, it answers some questions about why Tigatron may have been lukewarm towards Air Razor's advances. Not that there really were any distinct advances. But the point is... That that may be why that particular ship was slow to set sail. Yeah. So he answered some of those questions. My animal mode's a girl. She's he's got another girl's got a crush on her. It wouldn't work out with us. What? That's weird. I mean, it's just kind of. It's we don't focus on it because it's. It's not just unsettling because they would both be female tigers. That's not unsettling. No, that is not a problem. No, that's not the problem. The unsettling thing is that one of them is, you know, a... An animal. (laughs) A a sentient robotic alien creature, and the other one is an animal. Do do tigers even hang out together normally? I'm not sure. I I mean, they're mates. Yeah, but lions pair up even if they're not doing it. But but tigers, I think they're more solitary. Mm. Who knows? We're gonna have to get like uh, a guest zoologist on the show at some point. 
to help answer these important questions. Yes. Anyway, so he he digs up. We get a. We don't actually see what has become of her, but suffice no. to say, it's probably not great. Yeah. Well, he's digging around, and and we never see a body, so maybe there wasn't a body, and he just assumes she's dead. But yeah, I'm, he looks pretty well, he, shocked. He, he buries yes. something. He buries. Yeah, he, yes, there's something buried. He, he, he looks a little cairn, but it it's kind of it might be able to hold a tiger. It may not. It just well, be a symbol. And okay, th- there's one thing while Tigertron's building the cairn. There's a pentagonal snowflake that annoys ah. the hell out of me. <laughs> Wait, which means, okay, this isn't Earth, because on Earth, snowflakes do, are, are six-sided, not five-sided. Of course, this isn't even the same universe, then. It's like, oh, you, you get so he many other the cairn, But the cairn is a headstone for another pile of dirt. Yeah. But still, it's a oh, five-sided snowflake. What the hell, guys? <laughs> I mean, of all the mistakes to make. Uh, I mean, listen, they are... They're in Vancouver. They don't get a ton of snow. Oh, yeah, they don't know what snow is like in Canada. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) they they actually don't get a lot of snow in Vancouver. It's like the Seattle of Canada. But it's like, what, it's always raining? Oh, yeah, it rains all the time there. I thought British Columbia got a lot of snow. It's too close to the ocean to actually get much snow because it's too humid. Oh. Yes, because too it it stays that little bit warm enough. Yeah, they get a couple centimeters of snow. That place shuts down like Atlanta. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that thing. That's, that's why they don't know what a snowflake looks like. Everyone knows exactly. Anywho, Tiger Charles also, said, uh, "Did is that like her name translated from Tiger language, or did Tigertron just name her?" That's a good question. That's a good question. There are a lot of good questions being asked in all of this. It's like, what, do we ever wait, do we ever see somebody talking in, in animal talk to another animal? Uh, we no. see Cheetor fail at it. Yeah, we. Yes. Well, yeah, because Cheetor's talking in robot, opening yeah. his mouth, talking like a person to, to cheetahs, and that scares the crap out of other cheetahs. But. I mean, I guess we might have seen that in uh, A Greater Ape. Uh, yeah, the, the Lost episode. Yes. Maybe. One of a couple of Lost Beast Wars episodes. Oh, there's more. So presumably Tigertron named her that. I guess like a pet. This whole this whole oh, thing is weird. Gotta call her something. <laughs> yeah. Although he doesn't really need to name her because he doesn't. This is the first time she's mentioned by name. Like, did he introduce the? I do. Cheetor <laughs> and Dinobot know what the deal with this other tiger is. <laughs> Has this come up before? This is secret double life going on here, or or it what? It does explain why he doesn't like staying at the base. Yeah, yeah. even though he's but, got somebody who would be perfectly happy to spend some time with him at the base. Yeah, li- listen, you guys are great conversation, but I I got this other friend. You can't meet her. We're over she lives here. in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> No, the thing is, they just thought that he was lying yes. about having this other girlfriend who they've never met. They met her in this introduction episode, though. Well, that's true. Yeah. Although, I mean, they might not have known what the deal was. Like, is this tiger just your friend, Tigatron? Or we better just leave. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just leave you two alone. Yeah. Listen, don't. We won't call you. 
Call us. We don't want to disturb you. Doing whatever it is you do. Anyway, with your animal friend. We're we're getting specific about just offhand things. Meanwhile, Tigertron switches to talking about politics of war. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And he, maybe he that explains why they went to Tigatron for uh, Call of the Wild. Who do we know that's creepily into the animals here? <laughs> yeah. Who do we know who's banging a tiger? Yeah, so Tigatron, he's he's done. Beast Wars, I'm done. And and he sheds a little tiger tear that runs has, down his whisker. And he has to do the the title drop. Got to drop the title name. Why? I'm a little surprised that when Dinobot and Cheetor show up, they aren't accidentally flagging the gravesite as an alien site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost think Cheetor would do that. Aw, because he's not smart. I he's been remarkably is... competent the past few episodes. Yes, and he's you know he's pretty decent to Tigatron here. Yeah. yeah. He seems betrayed by Tigatron wanting to leave, but he's not angry about it. and It's just sad. I yeah. so I I do appreciate when uh I like that when you know Dinobots like Predacons know what how to deal with those who don't want to fight and they send Cheetor back to the base and it just really feels like Dinobots like I'm gonna go kill him. Uh huh. It just really feels like he's yeah gonna, you know go take him out. And that's kind of a thing that. It's not necessarily a thing he would do, but it's something that we think he maybe could do. Yeah, yeah. And maybe has done before. <laughs> to Waspinator. Let's be specific. Well, Aww. yes. Poor Waspy. And also, it's a really nice sunset at this point. I, I feel obliged to point that out. It's super pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a very nice sunset. Yeah, so it's, it's nighttime. Tigatron is sort of padding around. Being and, sad. Uh, this being sad, and uh, he's not alone because Dinobot's there. Yes. And but surprisingly, he's not—he's not there to kill him. He's there to talk. And he's there to have a, a political—not political—a philosophical debate with him. Yes. Which I think that works. These are two philosophical characters. Yeah. Yeah. And Dinobot seems to have brought props. Yeah. <laughs> Because we've got uh, we've got those gazelles who uh, we saw in uh, in Call of the Wild, and they're being stalked, and uh, one of them gets eaten by a tiger, yeah. an, an orange tiger. An orange hey, tiger. Redeco time! Yes, yep. Redeco well, tiger. That, that was in fact his toy's original coloration. Well, that's right. It's going to be orange and green. Oh, uh, did we People skip like over tigers. a scene or something? I think uh, we did. Yeah, we skipped over oh, right, a scene with, with Waspinator and oh yeah, Waspinator pterosaur. Yeah, because because I have a note. It's like. Waspinator-like signal, <laughs> which is a bug zapper. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, Pterosaur is just waving around a bug zapper, which is going to be the signal to attack this time, and then yep. Waspinator can't take his buggy little eyes off. That's so good. He does a little, like, barrel roll, and he's yep. just clapping his little yep. arms, little bug arms together, and he's just so entranced by the signal. It's so great. Like I said, I... he's delightful in this episode. I'm amazed by Inferno having the restraint not to attack when he notices them and flying back to tell them about it. And then the, yes. one of the better parts of the episode, full of really good parts, is Pterosaur accidentally adopting Inferno's vocal tics. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
he refers to Meg- almost refers to Megatron as the royalty and stops himself. Yep. Which is great. Yep. Is and the great in this episode. Waspinator's obsessed with that particular signal, but is also super happy just at the thought of being given a signal, so all three of them are on the same page. And surprisingly, we have our most competent squad of Predacons. Yes. Yes, amazing. Somehow, our most competent squad of Predacons is Inferno, Terrorsaur, and Waspinator. I I guess they're the most... Well, they're ones that will work together. Because Inferno will follow orders as long as the royalty has told him to. Waspinator just wants somebody else to be in charge, and Terrorsaur wants to be in charge, so it... Yeah. It works. Yeah, it works not, out. Not that they end up... Inferno's like too loyal for Pterosaur to be able to get away with anything. Yeah. Yeah. is good enough at leading to get them to actually work well. And then Waspinator's... I'm Waspinator, but in great enough numbers that he can be competent without getting blown to bits immediately. <laughs> yes. Waspinator is doing a job. Waspinator he just wants to see too. the signal. He loves that signal so much. So anyway, Dinobot's uh, talking with Tigertron, and he's explaining that, you know, war is just like this tiger eating those gazelles. If, uh, you know, it's, you know, killer be killed, hunter be hunted, and if you let Megatron win the Beast Wars, uh, Cybertron and, you know, the rest of the galaxy are boned. Yes, we actually yes. get a shot of theoretical Cybertron, which does look kind of yes. simple, but whatever. But it's Cybertron War foreshadowing! It's the Cybertron yes. that Cheetor dreamed about, and the Predacon base blasting the crap out of it. Yes. yes. We get a space station, which I... That, no, actually, that's not the, the same space station that'll show up in uh, the agenda. No. I think it might be the one from the probe. I, mean, I, I think so. I think it is the one from the probe. And, yeah, this is all the Megatron we get in this. Just uh, an overlay of him sort of, you know, laughing maniacally. Cackling. Aw, he's such cackling, such villain. Yay, disembodied Megatron heads. Being so villain. Also, so does that satellite have Magnaboss on it? It Maybe. We can only hope. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the way it goes. That's war. But Tigatron, still not having it. Nope. Dinobot so also came from Autobots, Decepticons, and the Great War. Yeah. That's right. So, so that's just the way Predacons are, and that's how they've always been. And if you try to make peace, they're just going to stab you in the back. Yep. If you try to be peaceful and stay out of it, they'll hunt you down and either brainwash you or kill you. Yeah. Yep. I guess this is the first time we've really heard about uh, you know reprogramming outside of just protoforms and I guess the evilification ray. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is some some interesting, you know, for for the series. This is some interesting scene setting stuff because yeah, they haven't talked a lot about the Autobots and the Decepticons and the Great War and I mean we've mentioned before how some episodes have, have raised a lot of questions about the differences between Maximals and Predacons. This is where they you know, talk a little bit more in a way that suggests that, you know, there there are significant inherent differences, which is an interesting approach. I mean, it's not one that everyone necessarily agrees with, and it's not one that's always necessarily used, but it's it's one way to talk about it. Uh, I also like that the Dinobot initially referred to the Predacons as we, and then corrected themselves to they. Yes. That was nice. (laughs) 
Although he makes a point after that that kind of is almost reinforced by that flub. Mm. His response, uh, Tagatron's response to Dinobot saying they'll hunt you down and either reprogram you or kill you is they won't find me, and Dinobot immediately just snapping back, "I found you." Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was. And then you know he was he was doing pretty well at not trying to kill anybody, but Tagatron just was not listening. So yeah, back to violence. Yep. Well, to his credit, he, his... he he deliberately misses the first shot. Yes, because the predic but the predicons they wouldn't miss. Nope. Luckily, before this can get too unpleasant, uh, Optimus Primal shows up. Yes, kids. I I did feel like when when Optimus Primal shows up and Cheetor's like you know Tigatron's gone off and Dinobot went after him. It it does just really feel like Cheetor's like oh good dad's here. <laughs> Yeah. Dad's going to take care of them. My brothers are mm-hmm. fighting. Dad's here to take care of them. It'll be okay. <laughs> and that is Optimus Primal. He is your kind of cool dad. Yeah. He is. I would totally want Gary Chalk to be my dad. So he tells uh, he tells Dinobot to take a hike. Primal tells Di- tells Tigatron that, you know, I don't like fighting either, but, you know, we're he- we're here on this planet got to defend it from the Predacons, and we have to, it's also our duty to explore it. Yes. And then Dinobot gets attacked by our Predacon trio. <gasps> Yay! Predacons! Predacons! So so shooting at one point, uh, Dinobot loves being a turtle because he can retract his head totally into his torso. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, Dinobot does a bunch of weird things. And is he bigger than normal? He's, 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 he was even taller than he usually is compared to Primal. It's hard to say. They they really mess with the scale on this yeah. constantly. I feel, I feel like he's not bigger than normal, but they're more likely to frame him further away so he seems more normal in conversation shots and stuff. I guess yeah. There was just one shot where he was standing next to Primal and he looked bigger than usual. Remember at the very beginning, though, we also commented that we forgot how big Dinobot was compared to everyone else? Yeah, but uh, I've gotten used to how big he is, but he seemed even more bigger. Like, normally he's like a head or half a head taller than Primal. Here he seemed like two heads taller. Even Uh, bigger. Yeah. More bigger. Yes, even even more bigger. Primal joins in, he takes out Pterosaur and Lost Mater in a single shot while doing a cool somersault, aerial (laughs) somersault. Yes. Yep. He just double shotguns them. And when, so when he leaves Tigatron and Tigatron just looks so guilty that he's not willing to help. Yeah. That's really good animation on his yes, face ac- there. Excellent expressions in this episode. Yeah, really this whole and and acting. I mean Blue Man Kuma does yeah. a really good job of sad Tigatron. I mean, even excellent uh Acting on Inferno, who whose sole expressive feature is that he has a flappy jaw like a Muppet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he uses that flappy jaw like a Muppet all the time. Yes. Uh, so much just him going, just... <laughs> so crazy. It's so delightful. Yeah. Inferno hits Prime from behind. They're on the ropes, so it's time for Tagatron to come to the rescue. Pterosaur's grade school sing-song taunting yes. and having taken out Optimus is so good. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems more like a Waspinator line, though, but it's Pterosaur doing it. It's a little more articulate. I, it's a little too I, articulate yeah. for Waspinator. I guess. Yeah. It uses pronouns. Yes. I also like how Waspinator and Pterosaur bickering over whose victory is is just cut through by Inferno pointing out, oh, it's everyone's. <laughs> Because they're the most competent team. Yes, somehow. Incredibly. Yeah. Uh, Inferno uses a flamethrower, ignites some of the scenery, and it's time for Tigatron to go into full-on I-must-kill-you-because-God-told-me-to mode. Yes. <laughs> I, I like five- that he talks about how, the once again, this world has paid the price. I'm like, it's one tree, dude. Yes. One tree has paid the price. Yeah, it's not, no animals were killed, nothing. Just a burning tree. It'll be fine. Hey, man, there could have been some termites in there. So, some, maybe some maybe trees, a raccoon. Some trees oh. reproduce only after they're burned. You have to heat them for the, the seeds to disperse. Like all of California. Nope, he's angry. <laughs> he is an angry kitty cat. He's angry yep. even after he puts the fire out with his fire extinguisher gut gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's sort of got the freeze ray there, so I guess he's freezing the fire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you do. Sure. Yeah. So he puts that out, and you know, he now he now knows that you know he's he's stuck here, and he's got to stay part of the Beast Wars. Yes, he can't. You know, if he stops fighting, then the Predacons are just going to run amok, unchecked. Setting trees, on, setting individual trees on fire. Yep. Yes. Just because they can, without him involved in the fight, the Predacons will become Captain Planet villains. <laughs> yes, probably. Some Inferno probably would. Oh yeah. The fire flickering on Tigatron's face when he's making the decision to get back into the fight is awesome. Oh yes. Yeah, just very good animation all around this episode. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that and that is pretty much the episode. You know, it's it's a simple episode, but it's just really well done. Yeah, yeah. it's got a, you know, it's it's very philosophical. It's yeah, very thought out. It does sort of, you know, examine the whole action kids show thing of how they always have to be fighting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, it's a good episode. Good episode, good episode. Yeah. And credit to the actors, especially Blue Man Kuma, for managing to really carry this, and the animators for making that voice acting work on the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such sad kitty. So much sad Tigatron. Sad cat in snow. <laughs> yeah. So much sad cat in snow. And alas. So- that is the end of Snowstalker. Yep. I, I, does she get mentioned again? Or does he move right on to Ares? <laughs> I think he moves there's right whole, on. There's Which, a I whole mean, season finale to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's an upgrade, Tigatron. She's a person. <laughs> she's, she's people. If nothing else, at least she's people. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I don't be the whole stick to your own kind kind of person, but you know, when your own kind is somebody sapient, that's fine. Right. A sapient yeah. alien robot—it's—it's it's a big yeah. Difference. At least find something else sapient. Yes. 
All right. So, uh, before we, uh, before we move on today, we have got something in the old Maxa mailbag. What? Hooray. That's right. Yeah, this, uh, this letter comes in from, uh, listener Chip. And he has a question for the Maxa mailbag. Do you think you'll watch the Beast Wars anime shows, either for the podcast or on your own? I've always liked those characters and toys, but I've never been able to watch the shows. So I'm curious, but I'll, I expect they'll be as disappointing as most other non-mainframe Beast Wars fiction. There's a fan subgroup that claims it will have Beast Wars 2nd finished this year. So we haven't really talked much about the uh, the, the anime uh, Beast Wars episodes, or Beast Wars series. There were two of them. Uh, Beast Wars 2nd, or Beast Wars 2, and Beast Wars Neo. Beast Wars, I guess because Japanese shows tend to have longer seasons. Well, kind of. Uh, it's, it's that they don't seem to under- grasp the concept of reruns. So there's that. Yeah. As soon as the show has finished running, either another show takes its place or you just keep running with the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are shows that have been running for hundreds of episodes without reruns. Oh. Once you've lost your time slot, you don't get it back. Usually not. <laughs> like, they're... Occasionally, there, there's like a series that's like 13 episodes, then it has another 13 episodes series in its slot, then it comes back for another 13 episodes. So they're but like. Those are usually from the same production company. Yes, they're holding the time slot with, with another show they're also making. Yeah. Now, I forget, does Japan have a, like a state run TV, like the BBC? Or... Yeah, there's NHK. Okay. Which does, I think that only shows like. Little children's cartoons. I'm not sure if it shows any most ah, anime and so stuff, or de- definitely most... not like the weird late night stuff that everybody's watching now. Ah, so yeah. that that would be on just on commercial stations. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, there, there there are some anime that show on pay channels, that, rather the regular channels, but they're weirder, more niche stuff. Well, I think that's <laughs> what Beast Machines ended up airing there, like a decade late. Oh, it did? Wow. Yes. Oh, I don't even remember that. That's when we got the uh, Japanese release of the Beast Wars or Beast Machines toy line. I yes. guess there's that. Yeah, so that often like painted in more show accurate ways. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, will we be watching any Beast Wars anime? <sighs> Probably. It's on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's kind of the problem. We can't buy it on DVD, so we either have to watch it on YouTube and hope the subs are okay or get fan subs, but. Yeah, at some point we're going to watch at least a few episodes. And I will note that they do not follow the same cast or really storyline in any way. It's vaguely the same premise where you've got good guys and bad guys on a sort of prehistoric planet, and they mostly adopt beast modes. Yeah, it's thematic. Or wait, is is Neo the one where the, the Destrons, the Decepticons, are all... Machines? No, that's the one where they're all like dinosaurs and stuff. Oh, uh, it's I, I think it's Beast Wars two where they're mostly machines, except also the Sea Cons are there. Oh, oh yes, I'm <laughs> gonna see Sea Cons. And also, uh, they're the the cyborg beasts. Oh yeah. That, that. Well, I think the biggest thing was that that one was mostly redecos. Yeah, I mean the yeah, yeah Beast Wars two. It's mostly re- redecos and toys that did not make it to the show. Yeah. So you've got, like, you know, Bone Crusher and uh, Claw Jaw and Spitor, that sort of thing, redecoed. And also a couple of original molds. Yes. Uh, what? Not as funny well, as in Neo. And a couple of unreleased molds from Generation 2. Wait, which, yeah. one, which one's Leo Convoy? That's uh, the Lion. Beast Wars. Oh, okay. 
That's two. And yes, Jesus Neal had big conflict with a mammoth. Yeah. Surprisingly, Lyo Convoy is a lion. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> I, I was the jerk first, so. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe after we finish this season, we'll try at least and the first episode of Beast Wars 2. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could get much further than that. I've seen a little, gosh, yeah. ages and ages ago. Okay, so, so back in the old days... There used to, and in the old days, I mean like the the late 90s, uh, there used to be shops in very urban areas, uh, like where I lived outside the D.C. area, uh, where you could go and basically rent fan subs. Uh, mm-hmm. If there was a legal release of something, they would have the official release, but if there wasn't, they they would seriously let you rent subs. Wow, big city is weird. And it may be that those no longer exist because they were extremely dubious. Yeah. But uh, through one of those, uh, I did get to see a couple episodes of Neo. And it was like, I want to say it wasn't even a fan sub. Uh, sometimes they were like off the, a Chinese release. Yeah, the Hong had... Kong sub or um, the, the Filipino, possibly. Yeah. Like... So they, they weren't really well translated. Uh, but... I don't know, man. They were awful silly. Yes, I I seen an I mean, episode of one of them, and it was just goofy. I, I'm we mentioned before how the Japanese translation of our Beast Wars was even kind of silly. How they have this fixation on primal and bananas and stuff like that. Yeah, they stick and, in gags. Well, not not that Beast Wars is totally serious all the time. We have lots of slapstick, but the dialogue for most of the cast, unless you're like Waspinator or something, is at least they're trying to be serious. Yes, right? but the Japanese dubs are not. And and a lot of what I've seen of the Japanese original shows were more in that kind of vein. So it's, I mean, I don't think I would want to continue watching it for my own entertainment. But maybe on a lark. I would be I would be willing to put up with with a couple episodes. For yeah, this seems like it would make an interesting palate cleanser between seasons. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll set up a Patreon, and if you give us a million dollars, we'll watch the whole thing. I <laughs> can we re? I, I'm not sure we can get a full episode out of every episode. I don't think that's even possible. Oh yeah, we could. It'd be like it'd be the like same mini-sodes. comments every once in a well, yeah, maybe. So like a few episodes, yes. Maybe some of the bigger ones. I was always at least fond of the idea of the uh, the Neo character Stampy, though, because he was a rabbit. Yeah, that Neo is one big... nice thing about Beast Wars Neo, which is like regular Earth animals versus dinosaurs and prehistoric animals. And you got a lot of unusual beast alt modes out of that. So, you know, rabbits, penguins, a Rabbit giraffe. Dogs with a clock in its belly. A horse who actually had oh, a... Freaking horse. A, a hair tail. A, a combable mane. And, combable mane and tail. An extending weird arm head thing. That <laughs> and a, a couple of the uh, the bad guy molds got released over here as Dinobots, and yeah. some of them are quite neat. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm very I'm fond like of the, the, uh, the Archaeopteryx. Yes, oh, yeah, I always I have. the Archaeopteryx. What's that? Um, Air Raptor? It's Air Raptor here. Yeah, Air Raptor here and Arcadis over there. I don't know. I have ah. He's got like a he's got like a robot poncho. 
Yes. Oh, well, then that, that reminds me, if we got too far into all this, we w- we might have to get to uh, Triple Bacchus. Oh, the, the mariachi band? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> The Praticon slash Destron combiner mariachi band. Yeah, that... Uh, As I, I said, Japanese Beast Wars was silly. It was yeah. silly. Uh, no. Japanese Beast Wars... Japanese Transformers in general is kind of aimed at an age range like three to five years younger than it is in the United States. Yeah. Five to ten years younger. (laughs) Yeah, I guess as the age range in the U.S. has gotten older, that gap has gotten bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I could be talked into a couple episodes for the show, but I'll probably never... I mean, I used to be a huge fiction completist, and even then... I I didn't actually bother to get through all of it. We're more likely to move on to some other thing than the Beast Wars animes. Yeah. If we move on to something else after we finish the yeah. entire run of That's kind of why we called this the Stasis Pod because that's vague enough to cover any Transformers. Oh, guys, guys, we should uh I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something really awful. We should watch Energon. No! <laughs> Please! I mean, no. I, Inferno. The, the last 20 episodes are just repeated pleas for death. It's, yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure Enochon was what killed me of that fiction completism. If we're going to watch any of the Unicron trilogy, I'd want to watch Cybertron. There's some good episodes buried in there. I might go with Armada, actually. I, Armada, some... Armada starts really good, but I... I guess I didn't see the tail end of it or anything. The Unicron battles are actually pretty decent. I mean, there is yeah. crummy animation throughout. Yeah. I had too much great, like, headcanon with Armada, and the show just made me sad. Well, I got weird headcanon with Cybertron, so... Energon starts promising and just goes downhill way too fast. Yeah, the first, the first like, two episodes of Energon look great, and then... The rest of yeah, it. If we, if, if we did 52 episodes of that, the last episode would just be like that John Carpenter movie, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> we have a message for you, but you're not going to like it. I pray well, for I was death. Gonna, I was say and then like, we just collapse into a pile of cockroaches. <laughs> I was going to say it would be like the 52nd episode of the Worst Idea in the World podcast, which is where they, two guys oh, have no. decided that every week... They are going to watch Grown Ups 2 and then record an hour-long podcast afterwards. Uh, oh, why? Yeah, I, I think they did I, a I, second I, season with an equally horrible movie, but I feel like an I, entire season of Energon, despite changing, would be the same thing. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, we... Select we from bad seasons, and if there's good series, we will probably do episode by episode of them if we don't drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yes. We may watch a couple episodes of one of the Japanese shows just for a special... Yeah, stay tuned for that. that. That's something that, you know, I think we will do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome to see Big Convoy in action for once, because that character design ticks all of my buttons for badass robot design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love characters who have guns who are as big as they are. 
So I think that should about uh, wrap things up for uh, this week's episode. But uh, as always, you can uh, find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at @stasispod, on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com, on Facebook at facebook.com/stasispod, and uh, you know we'd love to hear from you. So uh, write into the Max Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. And our RSS feed is hosted on iaconunderground.net. If you prefer, you can also find us on iTunes, and if you do, rate and review us. Yep. So join us next week. It's uh, it's season finale time, so we're going to be reviewing the the third, the first part of the three part season finale. That is not actually the first part, but it kind of is. It, it pretty much is. Yeah. It is literally the call before the storm. <laughs> That's right. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. I'm waiting for the signal. I'm David. Okay. Good episode. Good uh, bit at the end. Yeah, a long tangent to fill up air. Ah. I still want to, at some point, have us try to review the animated movie without re-watching it. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Oh, God. How long do you want to go without watching it? Because I kind of feel like watching it. I Well, yeah, that's the thing. We should, like, watch it, like, now, now, so that, like, when we do get around to rewatch it, because I've been thinking about rewatching it myself. Oh, here's what we should do. We should do two reviews of it. We should do one... <laughs> Before we've watched it, and then one after we've rewatched it. <laughs> I'm not sure it would be much different. You'd be like, yeah, well, we just said only more. We could make it like a bit tacked on to the end of the episode. <coughs> yes. Oh, oh, I just had a good idea for horrible bonus shit. If we do set up a Patreon or something, first reward, we watch the the live action movie. Uh, <laughs> the first um, one. And. I still like that first one, and public intellectual Tanahishi Coates will agree with me. The first one's okay, and actually... Yeah, the first one's okay. I'd be willing to rewatch the first one just as a bonus episode. And Honestly, the first one feels like fucking Citizen Kane after the later ones. I'd be willing to... Uh, we'd need to reach a Patreon stretch goal before I'd be willing to rewatch Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to uh, yeah, that would be ruin a- the good memories I have of watching it for the first time, because <laughs> the good memories I have of watching them for the first time have nothing to do with the movie itself, and everything to do with me going, I've been working on this for nine months, and I finally <laughs> get to see in action all of the cool stuff, and holy crap, I didn't think that Scorponuck Reed Deco was actually going to be based on something from inside the actual movie, but it is. Yay! Oh my god, this is the best, and then... <laughs> And then the movie was actually terrible. Thinking back on it, it was a pile of smoking garbage. So bad. Yeah. So Balls bad. were dangled, <laughs> faces were taken.
Uh, it's bad even in the context that it was a movie literally shot without a script. Ravage was yeah. Just, like somehow it still is bad with that in mind. <laughs> so bad. Nothing. Nothing makes it okay. 